Hey, Sean here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, I want to talk about the concept of fleeing from temptation. I was reading the story of Joseph, and we know the famous story of him and Potiphar's wife in chapter 39 of Genesis. I was reading that a few weeks back, and it really struck me that it can be really taken out of context. And I've been wrestling with this thought for a while. I didn't know if I should record a podcast or just leave it. I don't know if my thoughts are completely settled on it. There's probably some context of looking into the Hebrew and everything, but I really thought I would hop on here and just talk about the concept of fleeing temptation. We do see that language in scripture, but I think this text gets taken out of context for a couple of reasons, and I just wanted to talk about that in a shorter episode today, but I want to just read to you. So Genesis chapter 39, we'll start at uh, just before verse 7. It says, Now Joseph was well-built and handsome, and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has trusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One day he went into the house and it tended to his duties, and none of the household servants were inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. So one of the things we see here is like Joseph was being enticed like by a physical person, like manipulated. He was being uh, pursued by somebody in the flesh who could actually do harm to him, who actually could abuse him or manipulate his mind, manipulate him in a way that would go beyond his morality or his values. So when we look at this text and we use it to say we need to flee from temptation, it doesn't really say anything here that, you know, Joseph was tempted. Like it doesn't say anything about temptation, which is interesting. That would probably be a side topic or a side tangent. But what we do see is that we see Joseph being like physically in the flesh, manipulated, pursued by somebody. I am all for people fleeing from temptation, but I don't think this is what Joseph was doing. I actually think what Joseph's doing here is fleeing from abuse, fleeing from manipulation, fleeing from narcissism, whatever we want to say. But like temptation, I don't, I don't think that's the correct word. I think that can be taken out of context because when people talk about fleeing temptation, they talk about getting rid of their phone. They talk about not going to the beach. They talk about canceling their gym membership. And the problem with that is basically using this story to justify those actions. You're basically saying that when you use your phone, when you go on the internet, when you go to the gym, when you go to the beach, there's some temptation that's out of your control, which is just garbage. Like that's just not true. There are things that are challenging, there are things people are going to be wearing and doing that are out of your control, but for you to be tempted by that, like that's actually like in your control. What you do with that is in your control. And that's my problem when people talk about fleeing temptation in a way that's actually just lacking ownership, lacking responsibility. So one thing that's really cool about this story that I thought I'd bring into this episode is that what we see when, when Joseph is 
let's just whatever word we want to use. Is he tempted? Is he confronted? I, I don't know. It doesn't say in the text, but you know, let's just say he was confronted by Potiphar's wife in a sexual manner, in a sexual nature. It's really cool because what he does is he speaks to her. He speaks truth. He doesn't just, you know, run away. He doesn't just, you know, say that he doesn't want to or that's not a good thing right away for anything like that. He actually talks about like the mission he's on. He talks about his purpose. He talks about God's holy standard. Like it's so much bigger than just saying that's a bad thing. I shouldn't do that. No, like he actually speaks power in the active language, in the act of speaking. And that's something that I talk to my clients a lot about is speaking to ourselves rather than listening to ourselves. Because I'm sure his body, if he listened to himself, would have said, oh, that's a, that would be really nice and enjoyable. You know, Potiphar isn't home. Look what happened to David. You know, we can see that. That's definitely a, a human problem. So I'm, I'm, I'm anchoring in this story because I think this story is showing something different than what people are often speaking of. So let's go to the other side of this. When somebody says they're fleeing temptation by not going to the beach or not going on the internet or not doing this, um, really what they're saying is that they don't know how to deal with temptation. It's not like when you go on the internet or go to the beach, someone is enticing you and basically demanding you have sex with them or telling you you should masturbate. Sure, there might be some provocative advertisement on Facebook, but it's not like it's grabbing you from by the throat through the computer screen and making you do something. Like Joseph was put in a situation here where he was actually like physically in proximity with somebody who was trying to entice him to have sex with her and cheat and have adultery. Like that's a big difference. So I'm sharing this to help you guys have a different perspective towards what the idea of fleeing temptation. I'm also sharing this to help you realize that temptation is something that we need to learn from. Temptation tells us about what's stirring inside of us. It tells us about our insecurities, about our lacks, about our voids, about our woundings. It tells us about the things that we're actually longing for, you know, for lusting for something. Lust is another form of coveting. It's like, I want that because I don't have something in my own life. I think it'd be much more beneficial for us to learn about what temptation's telling us. Why are we even tempted? So that we can gain a level of power and control over these things. So, you know, we see Jesus talking about plucking out an eye or cutting off a hand or cutting off a leg. Like, he goes to a great length to talk about amputation or, or plucking out an eye. And I totally understand there's power in needing to get rid of things in our lives when we can't seem to find a level of control over them. There's seasons for that, maybe longer seasons. You might even be talking about plucking people out of our lives. There's not a full context that I'm aware of in that um, in that text, but maybe, maybe there is. Um, but what I'm getting at is, you know, just to cut something off without understanding it, I think is doing a disservice. You know, what if we could understand what's going on with a temptation and instead of cutting off going to the beach, we got to actually go to the beach and enjoy the beach because God made it beautiful and we're supposed to enjoy it. What if instead of cutting off having a, a phone, we actually learned about our temptation and our triggers and were able to have a phone and be accessible and communicate like a 21st century human, not saying it's a normal human thing to do or even a good thing, but it's much better to live in freedom to make choices instead of the bondage of fear of relapsing, fear of temptation. That's just not a way to live. So I really love what Joseph did here. Let me just read it again because it's so powerful. He said, 
with me in charge. My master does not concern himself with anything in his house, like telling her about his responsibility. Everything he owns has been entrusted to my care. Again, his responsibility, this standard. No one is greater in this house than I am. Talking about this, this I, almost like an identity, like I am, you know, or like given this role, like this is a big deal. It honors God. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. Speaking truth, like this is not something that anybody wants me to do. I don't want to do it. God doesn't want me to do it. And the very person that has me in a responsible role, is, this isn't aligned with his values. And then he said, um, because you're his wife, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And speaking out, like, this is wickedness. This is sin. This is not what honors God. God has better plans for me. He's provided so much. He took me out of slavery. He took me out of imprisonment. He's put me in this place. What Joseph is doing is he's reframing this entire situation, and it allowed him to see clearly. Obviously, I'm assuming, but, like, just based off of my history of my own recovery, helping men get past their own addictions, I I can see what Joseph's doing here, and it's incredibly powerful. So I think, like, next time that you think about fleeing temptation. What if you looked at what Joseph did and had a different perspective on how to handle it? Not to say you don't need to maybe cut something out for a season, but wouldn't it be cooler to actually be able to face something? Like, Joseph had to run because he was being pursued by a manipulative person. His first, his first action wasn't running. It was speaking truth. And I just think that's so important. So that, that was on my mind to share I'm just going to check my notes real quick while I'm here to see if there's anything else on my mind about that. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. No, no, nothing really, anything else. Um, He, yeah, I think that sums it up. Again, there could be a lot more to say about this. I could be missing things. I just felt really convicted that I should share about this. And I was like, oh, you know, it won't be that long of an episode. I don't know if there's much value in it, but... I just thought it was so important and I had a little bit of space today and felt convicted that this needs to be recorded. So I would love to know if this has been helpful, like share this, email me, love to see if you actually want to consider like learning about these things. If you do, there's great opportunities through the program that I work alongside called Deep Clean Signature. What an incredible video course that offers group coaching, one-on-one coaching, a private community. It really is the power of content, community, and coaching all in one. And I'm just so privileged to be a part of it. I get to coach men on a, on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. It's just so much fun seeing guys have breakthroughs. And I think this topic has so much potential for breakthrough. But if you don't know how to get through thinking about it, you might need help. And if you do, feel free to book a call with our sales team. Like they would love to talk to you about where you're at, where you want to go and how deep clean can be a helping hand in getting you from point A to point B. And if you join, I'd love to be a part of your story. I'm sure I'd be one of your coaches, which is such a privilege for me. So you can book a call at secrethabit.ca slash call. I'll link it below as well. And again, just thank you so much for tuning in. If this has blessed you, please share it. If it's blessed you, please leave a rating and a review. And if you feel convicted, please book a call. We'd love to talk to you. So God bless. Take care.